0: Welcome to SME Radio. In this episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're joined by Alan Rich. Alan's the chairman of a new financial services advice business called Clarion Group, and he's got a really interesting model around the group, the service offering, and how it's going to work together. So firstly, Alan, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Maybe a little bit of background just to start around why this is an important issue? Why, why have you gone down this road of, of creating Clarion?
1: Well, that's a good question, Craig. Um, I think the real answer is that having been in financial services in a variety of ways for a long period of time, I saw businesses that were potentially really good, but weren't reaching their potential and we thought how could we help those businesses reach their potential and a lot of it is to do with an owner or owners in a business who are feeling lonely it's got to do with owners who maybe you know don't quite know the best way to go for them there are owners who are looking to the medium term and seeing how they can make the most of their business and provide an exit. So there are a whole lot of factors which came together Mm. to
0: create Clarion. So we'll talk in a bit more detail a moment about the Clarion model. I'm interested just to find out a little bit about your background and, and history. You've obviously done quite a few things before you got to Clarion. Give us a bit of an overview of what that looks like.
1: Well, I've had three careers. Um, I started my professional life as a lawyer. I became a partner quite quickly in a Martin Place Sydney law firm. That firm grew and grew and grew until it became the seventh largest law firm in Australia. And I became the managing partner of that law firm. So that was a first career I had. The second career was after I stopped being managing partner. The very next day, one of my best clients, the largest privately owned funds management business in Australia, they uh, asked me to join them and be their CEO and managing director which I then did. So that business grew in the 90s from 900 million management from normal people to 3.6 billion in six years. So that's my second year. That business got sold. I then started my own business, which is a business mentoring business where I mentor and look after owners of small businesses or CEOs of small businesses. So, in amongst all of that, There's a common thread, and the common thread is dealing in financial services.
0: Yeah, and there's also a common thread around growth. Obviously, the first uh, two stories, particularly the law firm, grew spectacularly quickly. So you've obviously got a history of being able to grow businesses as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that business grew, like most businesses, in two ways. One is by um, merger or acquisition, and certain was by internal growth, so a combination of that gives you a multiplier factor, mm. um, and the same thing happened in the funds management business. I um, mean that that grew out of its own uh, ideas. It was a very very creative business. We um, set up businesses in South Africa and in, in the UK, as well as growing in Australia. So. You know, it was a very, very creative time. Okay,
0: so I'm interested now to find out about your new creation, which is Clarion. Tell us a little bit about Clarion. What is it? What's it designed to do? How's it going to work?
1: Well, in essence, Craig, it's actually quite simple. And like most simple things, if you say it quickly, it sounds easy. Um, But (laughs) like most things, they're not easy. So for a... The last 10 years, the people who have founded Clarion have been testing a hub and spoke growth model focusing on Clarion buying into financial services businesses. Now, I know in your introduction, you said Clarion is an advice business. It isn't really, it's more an investor into financial services businesses. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: And it revolves around working closely with those businesses to help them grow and that growth is in a variety of ways. Uh, we have a proprietary uh, client referral program which works really, really well but we also look to help that firm uh, maximise its own client base and also work on acquisitions. However. The the bottom line is that we work with those businesses to grow those businesses. And what that does is it allows for significant value accretion for the business owners who largely are not doing anything much more than what they're doing right now. So the original owners stay invested in their business Clarion buys into their business and supports them in the business's growth. Perhaps I could just clarify the kind of businesses we're talking about are financial services businesses in accounting, financial planning, finance broking, and general insurance broking. And there are reasons why we are in each of those segments. It might also be important to understand the Clarion business model.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: So we buy into those businesses and we buy anywhere from 25% of the business to 50% of the business. Now, I hear you ask, why do you have a 50% ceiling? Well, that's actually really important because it means that the original owner remains a key factor in the growth of their business yeah, but they get the benefit of the growth services provided by Clarion. I
0: mean, have their cake and eat it too, if you like. Have
1: their cake and eat it too, but yeah. <laughs> end up with a larger, a larger cake.
0: Hopefully, that's right. Yeah, absolutely makes sense.
1: And the way that we do that is that in a perfect Clarion model, the we would have accounting financial planning finance broking general insurance broking businesses they would be geographically close together again in a perfect world they'd be in the you know in the same building but that is not always feasible again in a perfect world they would have common branding so they're not branded clarion we're not interested in creating a a, a clarion uh, group around the country but what they would do is They would be uh, Pitt Street Financial Services, Pitt Street Finance Broking, Pitt Street General Insurance Broking. So they would have a common name. Is that compulsory? No. There's nothing in Clarion that's compulsory because we value the way in which business owners have grown their business and we respect that.
0: Okay, so it's an interesting model. It's it's um, in some ways it's similar to some of the earlier accounting, financial planning group consolidators. Um, how are you seeing it as being different? Because some of those were quite successful. Some of them were spectacularly unsuccessful. What's different about your model and how you're rolling it out?
1: I think what's different about our model is that we don't have a, um, an underlying un- uh, objective. We have a simple objective, and that's to work with our um, financial services businesses. By the way, we call them spokes. So, what we have is a hub and spoke model. So, again, right. taking the classic example, there would be four financial services spokes who create their own hub, and that's a geographic hub. So, there'd be one in Pitt Street, there'd be one on the Sunshine Coast, there'd be one in Hawthorne in Melbourne, et cetera. Right. Um, Yep. It's probably just easy to use the terminology, that's all. No, sure. So what's different is that, in my experience, other groups who have tried this had an ulterior motive. So either if they were a licensee, they wanted to increase the number of licensed members that they had. So if they were a dealer group, what they really wanted was to have more um, member firms. Clarion doesn't have a license. It's interested in the business that we're buying into. It's not interested in having a license. So that's one ulterior motive. Another ulterior motive in the past was to create or to grow uh, funds under management. We're not a funds under management business. Mm. So we're licensee agnostic. So in, in Clarion at the moment, our uh, financial planning spokes are with different financial planning dealer groups.
0: Right. So it's not a requirement they move no. their licence across to Absolutely
1: you or anyone not. else. It's no, no, no. irrelevant. They're more than welcome to change if they want to, but we don't have a licence.
0: Right. And
1: that's what I'm saying. We don't have an ulterior motive. Our mm. business model is a really, really simple business model and it's not complicated by trying to grow uh, member firm Uh, numbers or funds under management numbers.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's certainly different to most of the earlier consolidators that we we mentioned before.
1: The other essential difference is that we are a high-touch model. So some other models in the past have been an investment model where they just invest, they let the business, you know, plot along and, you know, hopefully they make something out of it in the end we make no apology for the fact that we are a high touch model. So we work actively with those spokes, with the business owners, to ensure that 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 business grows for the benefit of that business owner.
0: Yeah, and I think so. You mentioned the hub and spoke model before, and I want to drill down a little bit more on that. The hubs have got some common features, obviously. They're, They're geographically fairly close. But how else are they different? How are they managed?
1: Well, um, they're not only geographically close, but we ensure that there are um, close contacts with them, uh, both in a management sense, but in a business growth sense, most importantly. So I mentioned earlier that we had a proprietary referral model, a client referral model. Yeah. Um, That works by having the spokes refer their clients to the other spokes in their hub. Now, by definition, they have to be working closely together. So one of the things that we've done and we do is we bring them close together so that they are working as a broader group rather than just working in their own little silo.
0: Right. And so if I'm the accountant that's in that particular hub, I'm the accounting spoke, then I know the financial planner well, I meet with them regularly, we're talking about clients and referrals and work we're working on, so it becomes much more active in terms of referrals than rather than just sitting back and hoping at some point somebody rings me and refers a client. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, we all know how some referral models work and it tends to be on the on the uh, 12th tee of the of the golf course and by yep. the time you yep. get to the 12th tee you ask the person what they do and they say I'm a financial planner and say oh that's interesting I, yeah I might, might introduce someone to you and of course two weeks time they're on the 12th tee and they are playing with someone else who's also a financial planner and suddenly you've got all these inadvertent inverted commas referral uh, yeah. sources yep. which aren't referral sources at all.
0: Yeah absolutely. It's an interesting sort of dynamic because professional service firms often talk about their business being built around referral and so on. But actually, it's very haphazard and random, as you said, on the 12th day of the golf course sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, the the reality is it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I just want to talk about the individual businesses because you're very specific about the fact that. You're working in financial planning and advice, accounting, finance broking, and general insurance broking. Yep. All of those have been through, you know, there's been some disruption in financial services in the last few years. Is that a challenge for you or an opportunity or a bit of both?
1: Oh, no, very much an opportunity. Um, Perhaps I can, it it, it might help if we looked at each of those industry verticals because they each have different aspects to them. So take financial planning. There's a Royal Commission, as everyone knows, on uh, financial services. And what that has led to is increased educational requirements. Um, And there are other factors which are accelerating financial planners leaving the industry. So, this is a market which is crying out for business and life succession strategies. A lot of um, financial planners are over 60 and they're looking around and saying, well, you know, how do I get out? How do I maximise my exit? And Clarion, together with succession strategies that we work with, with Succession Plus, is, is a great way of doing that. If I look at the accounting market, that's a pretty stable market, but again, the owners uh, tend to be baby boomers and looking for their own exit. So what Clarion does, it, it provides a, a first vital part of a succession strategy. So take, um, let's say we bought 50% of a, uh, a an accounting business. So what the owner there is doing is taking some cash off the table
0: mm-hmm.
1: or taking equity and clarion, but that's another matter that we can talk about in a minute. Um, but in any event, assume they take the cash off the table. Well, that's the first part of a succession strategy. We then work on a succession strategy with them in order to provide for an exit for their second 50%, which might be staggered over a period of time. Yep. So far as accounting is concerned, good businesses are still in demand Mm. but we think our model gives us an edge over other buyers because it provides an upside for the vendor principles and a succession plan for the business and for the business as clients. The upside is done in two ways. I'll just sort of interpose before I go into the other uh, verticals. Sure. Um, the upside is that we, because we grow with them, uh, work with them to grow their business, the value of that business should grow. So that's the first thing. Secondly, if they are part of a hub where clients are shared through the spokes, that increases the value of their business because their clients are seen as being more sticky. And thirdly, if they wanted to, As I mentioned before, they could take equity in Clarion instead Mm. of taking cash. And Clarion's ultimate exit, as we're talking about exits, is to have an IPO at some point in the future, five, seven years. Um,
0: Which then gives that owner of that firm an exit with you at that time.
1: Gives an exit at that time, but at a higher multiple. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that'll be, I mean, your. Expertise rather than mine, but it'll it'll be at the IPO mul, uh, multiple, not at the um, you know local level multiple.
0: Which, as an individual firm, they'd never be able to access on their own. So yeah, uh, it's an interesting model.
1: Well, it, it gives a, a three times multiplier of of value in in their own business. Now I was talking about verticals, mm. and um, I left the the, the two two ones to go, which is finance broking. Now, curiously, that's the most unsettled industry after the uh, Banking Royal Commission. Um, First, in fact, it looked like a disaster for brokers, but then politicians came to the rescue and, and solved some pretty stupid recommendations from the Royal Commission. Anyway, nonetheless, there still is great uncertainty in that industry. And it's an active selling market with uh, many businesses for sale. From our point of view, however, the reason that a finance broking spoke is appealing is that traditionally they have many more clients than financial planning and accounting businesses. So they therefore provide great referral opportunities for our hub and spoke referral program. In addition, They are a great source for underserviced clients because finance broking is, by its nature, transactional. And although they're all trying to be relational, the fact is that they're not and they're still transactional. Referring their clients, however, to relational businesses like accountants and financial planners means that those, those clients who wouldn't have accountants and financial planners are suddenly great candidates for those um, those uh, services mm. general insurance broking is a little similar um, and it <sighs> seems to be the same story but for the most part general insurance brokers are an aging population and it's obvious to me that many of the issues which are facing financial planners now are likely to face the general insurance industry in the coming years so general insurance brokers are looking around and saying okay how do i get out and what we say is we offer them a great way of of getting out why would you want a general insurance spoke in a hub the answer to that is 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 obvious when you say it most general insurance broking business is with sma clients they do very little private work because there's nothing, you know, there's no margin in it for them. Mm-hmm. SMEs and their owners are key candidates for accounting services, for financial planning, uh, particularly self-managed super funds, and finance. So there are great referral opportunities through those SME clients and it's a largely unexplored and untapped referral market. Mm. General insurance brokers, in fact, are traditionally really poor referrers, but working them through our referral program, they've become a lot better at it.
0: That's an interesting dynamic because I I do work with some uh, general insurance brokers and you're quite right, typically, um, not always, but typically, they're not fantastic referrers because it's just not top of mind for them.
1: No, it's not. And again, that's because they're transactional.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of um, if we've got people out there listening that are owners of accounting, financial services, insurance broking, um, finance brokers, et cetera, just to summarise the key success factors that Clarion offers in terms of joining, you know, if somebody's thinking about, okay, I'm thinking of joining Clarion, what am I? what's in it for me, the old question, what are some of the critical, what are the key success factors?
1: Um, well, there are quite a number, but I'll try and limited in the the short time that we have. Um, The the first is is timing, actually. Um, So many potential spoke owners are looking to phase down and ease out. They're therefore looking for succession options. And as I said earlier, the Clarion partial acquisition Business growth model provides uh, a really good first key step in a succession planning strategy.
0: Mm.
1: So, as you said earlier, they, you know, they um, have their cake and they eat it too. The second is, um, uh, rather modestly, I say uh, we know what we're doing. We've been doing this for some years. We've been refining it. We've been Testing it, we've been re-refining it, and I think we now have a good structure. Part of that good structure is <coughs> partially because of my experience. Um, we're actually good structurers of buy-ins. So each each transaction we do is handcrafted to the selling owner. There's no cookie cutter stuff,
0: mm. and that's
1: again a difference that we have to other models where, um, you know, it's a bit like the Henry Ford model. You can have any colour you want so long as it's black.
0: Um,
1: But, no, we we work with the owners to craft a model for them which is um, uh, singular to them and it is both on the acquisition side but also on the succession planning side. Um, We have a flexible business model of, sort of alluded to this a little bit, but when we buy-in, we say to the business vendor that they can have their cash up front or they can have equity in Clarion or they can have a bit of each. So it's right. up to them. Yeah. Um, we also are an active manager of business growth and we come with a succession strategy and an exit plan. So, you know, that's a good model. I have mentioned this before, but I think it's worth saying again. We only have one targeted business objective. So Clarion is not an add-on to some other business model. As I said earlier, You know, growing the number of uh, member firms in a dealer group or growing funds under management. We have equity in professional services firms, and we work with them to grow and add to their value. The other thing I haven't mentioned, um, hasn't come up yet, is that Clarion has access to capital to enable mm. our spokes to make their own acquisitions to grow their business. And that we've found that to be quite important.
0: Absolutely. We have our That's
1: referral a, process. A um, we have active management and we know it works. And... The only thing we um, ask for in return is that our spokes embrace the referral model on the basis that that referral model is for the benefit of their clients. The whole Clarion vision is putting the client first. Sure. And our spokes are advice businesses and then they work with us for growth. So that's all we're asking. So largely what we're asking most businesses, most potential businesses, is just to keep doing what they're doing, but to enhance what they're doing using um, some of our techniques.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting model, isn't it? It's um quite unique in terms of the offering and the way that you've structured it around, particularly when you talk about things like growth capital, the active management of referrals within the system so that it's it's more likely to be successful. Um, two things before we wrap up. We're, we're short of time, so we'll wrap up. But um, firstly, your number one tip for business owners to be more successful?
1: Well, I think the number one tip is is to make sure your business is growing. You know, it's good yep. like the old... For those who live in New South Wales, the old Anthony Hordens tree, you know, so long as I grow, I live. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but also to grow with the end in mind. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And if I'm allowed a third one, big tip. Sure. <laughs> is appreciate the value of your client.
0: Yes, good point. Excellent. So, Alan, um, if people are out there that own businesses that are interested in finding out more about Clarion and how it works, how do we get in touch with you?
1: Um, we have a website, obviously, which is uh, clariongroup.com.au, but I can be contacted um, by email. Uh, my email address is alan, A-L-A-N,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at, at clariongroup.com.au.
0: Fantastic. It's a very interesting story, and we might get you back on uh, a little bit down the track just to see how things are progressing and how it's growing because it sounds like it's certainly good timing and certainly a good model to move going forward.
1: I'd love to do that.
0: Thanks for joining us today, Alan. All the best. Thanks, Craig. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to SME Radio, proudly produced by Eagle small business podcasting platform. For more great episodes like this, go to
1: smea.org.au. Remember, if you have a story to tell, we want to share it.